Hello, and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message. Well, we're delighted to have Rich and Daphne Walker with us today. Praise the Lord. Here arriving from Spain. Glory to God. Just come to, to, to minister for us. Glory to God. No, they spent some time in New York in their home and, and they're in Florida this week. They're going to be down where Daphne's from. And so we're just glad to have them. Amen. Praise God. I I've, I've, was talking to them yesterday in, uh, at lunch and, and Rich reminded us that this month is the five-year anniversary of us supporting their ministry every month. So glory to God. We've been privileged to be a part of what you're doing in Spain and the vision that God's given you for, uh, for all of Europe, the different nations and cities there. Praise God. God's doing great things. And so we just enjoy fellowshipping with these two. So why don't you come on around? Praise the Lord. You're going to have Daphne say something. Praise God. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Well, I'll be quick, so I give my husband time to uh, minister, um, but we're just so grateful to be here. We're honored. You know, we love you all so much, and your pastors, they're just amazing. I, I know you guys already know how great a church this is, and, you know, we were at our hometown and um, with our pastors as well, and we also have pastors. I know people think, oh, missionaries don't have, you know, we're overseas, but we have our pastors, and they've just been such an anchor to us and such a blessing to us. It's such a a great thing to be connected where we where we belong in our place in the body of Christ. You know, we all we all need each other, and it's just been uh, such a privilege. Like like I said, being connected with you guys, you guys helping us do what we do in your prayers. Uh, we so covet that, and uh, we're so grateful and honored to be here. And thank you so much. Praise the Lord. Well, I'm always glad that she takes a minute. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm. Yeah, we're fr- I'm from the nor- Northeast, you know. Get up those stairs. <laughs> you know, we, we, we don't know all that good etiquette that you guys <laughs> have, so, so ap- apologize in advance. Uh, <laughs> I'm always thankful that she, uh, she uh, takes a minute to speak because it gives me a time to look at y'all, see how pretty you are, good-looking bunch of people, so I know I'm in the right place when I'm with a lot of pretty people. But, uh, <laughs> well, you know, we do, we could spend all of our time together, you know, just thanking all of you, thanking your pastors. We just love Pastor Edwin and Pastor Angela and Pastor Greg and Pastor Amy. We just, we just love them. If, if we could, we'd buy a little miniatures of them and put them on our shelves. You know what I mean? Uh, we, <laughs> we, you guys might want to look at doing something, but... <laughs> We we just uh, we just love you uh, love you so much and and like Pastor was saying I, when I was driving down I thought hey this is the five year August of 2016 is when of course you had done much for us before that uh, I've known Greg since uh, 2099 was it 98 okay 1998 and um, we have a storied past but most of those stories should be left in the past. <laughs> and uh, and uh, but no, just he's been such a dear friend. And then even before you were partnering with us monthly, you were helping us out a lot. And so 
you have made such a big difference in, uh, in our lives, in our ministry, and we believe we're making a difference in Spain and in Europe. So uh, we're just so thankful to the Lord for the, the changes that have come. You know, it's uh, interesting uh, how things work, but, but really, ever since COVID hit, we have just been so blessed and seen such increase in our lives and in our ministry. Uh, why is that? I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> it's because God's faithful. We know that. We know that uh, he's, he's good. He's faithful. Uh, and uh, I could go into a lot of details, but uh, we, we, we got a building over there now, and we've gotten the church recognized by the Spanish government, which if you want to talk about a mighty move, <laughs> you know, getting the Spanish government to do anything, <laughs> much less recognize a, a non-denominational word and spirit church, uh, it's big. And so we're super excited about that, and uh, we've had some people now, uh, something has changed for us. We had always been uh, a local church in Burgos, which of course we're still that, but now we're starting to get the attention of some folks in other parts of Spain. We had a family move in from, from another part of Spain to train for the ministry. We've got another one that we're starting to work with along those lines. So changes and, and increase and blessing and, and uh, the things that God has in store for us is unfolding. And, and uh, again, I'll just say you're such a, a big and important part of it. And so thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you so much. Well, listen, I haven't been to the United States in a little over two and a half years. So to me, this is like Christmas, all right? We're, oh, yeah, and I have the other mic. That's true. I don't know what happened. Okay, am I on? I just grabbed that after Daphne was done with it and forgot that I had the lapel mic on. So I am... I've got a double portion here, <laughs> at least of the microphone, and so uh, <laughs> I, uh, I don't know exactly why, but I, I have a little bit of a, of a comedic flow. I, I, it's here today for some reason. I used to do announcements uh, for my pastor for our home church up in Fredonia, New York, and uh, I was told, well... Pastor Scott Webb still asks me to do announcements when it's his meetings because he just loves it. I, you know, I, I can't tell you exactly why, but hopefully we'll leave the comedic flow here and move into something else shortly. But um, I saying it's like Christmas for me. You know, I'm with family. You know what it's like at Christmas time. You know, you get together with the family, you eat. You catch up, you talk, and, and uh, fellowship. We play games uh, where I'm from. And so, you know, this is like that for me. This is just a celebration. I haven't, uh, this is Christmas, this is Thanksgiving. And so we're just going to feast together. And, uh, you know, I'll just share out of my heart. I know it's not fair. You don't get to share out of your heart. But, but uh, know that, that we're just so, so pleased to be with you. And I just trust that that, that spirit of family and and uh, fellowship will be here during our time together. You know, you know. Let me double back. You know, when you're a, you're not a missionary, probably, and so you don't maybe understand some of the the realities of being on the mission field. But you know, uh, you're far away from the people you love. You're far away from 
really great spiritual feeding. And, and so, you know, when you get uh, a, a maybe a financial report, you know, really the, the most fun part of it to look at is the name. It's not, not the money, you know. But you look down through and you go, oh, look, you know, look who's with us. Look who's believing with us. Look who's praying with us. You know, the, the, the Smiths and the Millers and the Walkers and whatever. But, you know, an, an impact family church. Wow. Oh, you know. So, again, you, you know, you might not, you know, but really you're, you're special to us. You know, we, we're thankful for you and, and uh, for the spiritual supply you bring, for the natural supply you bring. It's not a small thing. In our sight... And, you know, I believe it's not a small thing in the sight of the Lord, the things that we're doing. You know, I mean, praise God. The, the sacrifices that we make, the prayers we pray, the gifts we give, you know, he doesn't forget. God's not like humans where we sometimes, you know, get, get busy and things slip into the back. Not God, not our God. The, the things you've done 30 years ago, 20 years ago, you've forgotten about them. You don't even remember the sacrifices you've made, the obedience, some of the, some of the sacrifices, some of the obediences, some of the seeds. And he remembers them all. And our God is not mocked. Right? Everything that we sown, everything. We're going to get up there, and he's going to be like, you remember? We'll be like, oh, I get, I, yeah, now that you mention it. But, well, here, here's for that, and here's for that, and thanks for that, and, and I love you, and you're blessed, and, 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 and take this crown, and take this robe, and take this, and, and, and we're going to, it's a great day, isn't it? I'm, I'm looking forward to that day, that, you know, that day. You know, they say that, that you can't avoid death and taxes, right? But actually, what, what you really can't avoid is the day you stand before God. There's going to be a, a whole generation raptured out of here. They're going to avoid death. You know, there is the Cayman Islands in Switzerland. You can avoid taxes. It's, it may be hard, but they can be avoided. <laughs> I'm not recommending that. I, I didn't come here to do a seminar on how, on how to evade income taxes. But, <laughs> but there's a day that, that, that stands before every human that's ever lived. Now, we know there's different judgments based on our faith in Christ or not, so I'm not saying that we'll all definitely be at the exact same judgment, but, but we will all stand before God and give an account. We'll have our day before God. And you know, in one sense, there's no other day. Right? Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you know, who really cares what happens on those days? But there's a day that we'll stand before the Lord Jesus Christ and will give an account for the, for the life that he's given us, the calling he's placed on it, whether, whether it's a ministry calling or a, the calling of a lay person. We all have a calling. Brother Hagin used to say, I live every waking moment of my life mindful of the day that I'll stand before the Lord Jesus Christ and give an account for this life and this ministry to which he's called me to. And you know, Lester Sumrall used to say, I don't know if they had talked, but he used to say, I live every, every moment mindful of the day I'll stand before the Lord Jesus Christ and give an account for every nickel that came into this ministry. You know, these are, are sobering things, but I mean, they're, they're really exciting things. Hey, we have the blood, so if there's some things you're concerned about, you know, 1 John 1, 9, confess your sins, get it under, and then let's just go forward. We can't change the past anyway. It's just, it's back there, and, and, and it's forgiven.
But let's go forward focused on, on that, great, that great spiritual climb that the Lord has set before us, that when we stand before him, we'll be found. You know, have you, have you noticed that there's some weird stuff happening around? I, I don't know if you've noticed, but, you know, you turn on the TV, you, you go on the Internet, you go to Walmart or Publix or something. There's some weird stuff out there. But you know what? That doesn't mean that we personally can't be found faithful in our generation. You know, like the, like the great men and women of faith of old, that, that, you know, there was a lot of crazy stuff going on around them too. But, you know, they heard God, and they weren't perfect, but they stayed with God. They stayed with the truth of his word. They stayed with, with, the, with the spirit of God no matter what was happening around them. That's your testimony. That's my testimony. Brother Hagin used to talk about when he, was, uh, when he was first born again as a young child, he, he, uh, or as a teenager, rather, uh, he, he, he was alone. There was nobody that, that believed in faith like he did. There was no one that he knew that was living a moral life like he was living. There was no one that believed the things, that saw the things in the word. But he said, you know, I, you know, I had to have uh, just, just uh, the backbone of iron. You know what I mean? That just, I was going to walk this. I was going to do this. And, you know, he, he encouraged us, we can do it too. We, we can do that. We have the word of God in us. We have the, the, the Holy Ghost in us. We have the equipment to be faithful. Now, there might be some times of, test, of temptation, testing, trials, difficulties, but God is with us. God is in us. You know, 1 John 4, 4 says, greater is he that's on the inside of me, of you, of us, than he that's in the world. Greater is he that's on the inside of us than he that's in the world. You know, <laughs> God lives in you. Now, I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to be critical, but I can tell you don't know that. You, you know, get me wrong. I know you know it. But, but I'll say it like this. I can tell I kind of don't know it. What would happen if I told you God lived in you? What would happen if I told you God lived in you? That, that, that God, I mean, Romans 8 says, if God be for me, who? If God be for me, who? Who? COVID? Poverty? You know, I don't like the devil. And I don't like sin, and I don't like sickness, and I don't like... But God lives in me. Remember Smith Wigglesworth? Why are you punching the people? I'm not punching the people. I'm punching the devil. <laughs> right? I mean, he, he just, I mean, God. God lives in you in Publix. God lives in you driving your car down the road. God lives in you. 
No, I mean God. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm just kidding. God lives in you, inside of you. God, no, God. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, God. You don't understand. You know, wait. Did you say the political? God lives in you. You, you're not happy with the... God lives in you. Change it. God lives in you. Change it. Do you not like... Let me just... like God, or let's talk about God for a minute. Do you think God sits on his throne and goes, you know, I just don't like the weather in Florida. Really, it's a real burr, you know, in my, it's a real prick in my side, the, the weather. Lord Jesus, come here. Oh, maybe God doesn't call Jesus Lord Jesus. Maybe he does. I don't know. Jesus, come here. You seen the weather in Florida lately? Yeah. Really don't like it. Me neither. It's kind of bothering me. All the angels. Come, all angels, come. Let's talk about the weather in Florida. Look at it down there. It's a mess down there. I mean, things would be good if only the weather in Florida were different. It's so true. You know, I'm going to start talking to my pastors and my ministers about how the weather should be different in Florida. You think God lives that way? No. God knows he's God. And he acts like God. God knows he's God, and he acts like God. Remember, he said... The earth is without form and void. Darkness upon the face of the deep. Spirit of God hovering over the face of water. Things aren't great. So God didn't say, hmm, darkness is over the face of the deep. It wasn't like that when I made it that way. I don't, I don't understand why. Come here, guys. Check out the darkness over the face of the deep. That's really interesting. Maybe if we could form a new political party, we could vote the darkness out of the deep. That's a good idea. Let's, let's get a committee together. Let's see if we can get the darkness out of the deep by a good political party, right? If we elect someone, we can get the darkness. No, God said, let there be light. He said, let there be. There's darkness. Let there be light. And what was there? There was light. We're talking about the name of Jesus today, right? That's sort of the theme of the, of the worship and of the, and, 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 uh, and our authority. You do it. Don't, 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 don't talk about it. Don't moan about it. I don't, look, I don't like it either. And look, I'm not perfect. I'm preaching to myself like I am you. Change it. Remember what? Jesus, uh, Jesus, uh, Peter's mother-in-law, right, was, um, let, let's go there. We should probably open the Bible. It would be the right thing to do. Matthew chapter, you know, we could, I don't know if you noticed, we could just keep walking around saying God lives in you and we could go crazy. You know, that, that, that's an option. But listen, why don't you do that at home? 
why don't you go to your bedroom when you get home or sometime when you've got a little bit of free time and why don't you get in the mirror and why don't you just start telling yourself that God lives in you till you go crazy? You know what I'm saying? Crazy in a good way. Until you start dealing with those things that have been hanging on your house and hanging on your family and hanging on your checkbook and hanging on your body because that stuff don't belong. That stuff don't belong. I'll tell you what, this isn't... That stuff doesn't belong in your life. That stuff... You know, when, it, when I was younger, I'd start to get some symptoms. And, you know, and then, you know, oh, baby, honey, bring me the water bottle. Bring me the rag. I got a little bit of... I got a, I got a few... God, when I start to get symptoms, he said, you, you're not allowed to do that. You, you just get, get up. Get to work. S- speak to that thing. You know better. You're not allowed to walk around like that with that on top of you. God lives in you. Remember? The Sunday school? This little light of mine. I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine. I'm going to sing. I'm going to let it shine. Right? Hide it under a bushel. No. I'm going to let it shine. And of course, that's out of, uh, I believe it's Matthew chapter 5, right? where Jesus talks about no man lights a candle and puts it under a bushel. But guys, the candle's in you. The candle's in you. The light's in you. The Holy Ghost is in you. God lives in you. But when you're letting the world, the political situation, the, 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 the financial situation, when you're letting that dominate your thinking and dominate your decisions, you are that candle with a bushel over it. That's what the, the renewed mind removes the bushel. So that that light can shine. You're supposed to speak to your mountain. You're supposed to be saying things all the time. Don't you let... Remember, I think it's Pastor Nancy Dufresne that talks about, you know, the kids, right? And and I don't have my own kids, so I'll I'll talk about hers. Why not? So, you know, she, she, you know... Hey, pick up your room. Oh, I don't want to pick up. I, I said, go pick up your room. And, you know, might get this in this little thing. And then, but she said, you know, you make sure when you're talking to your kids, you always have the last word. <laughs> no, it's going to be this way. Go do it. I'm you know, not going to take any talking back. Listen, you always have the last word in your life. Like, don't let that thing speak to you, whatever it is. Don't let that financial problem, that, that, that sickness problem, that, that, government thing, that politics thing. Don't let that thing speak to you. Don't, don't you go to bed after that thing spoke to you without answering it. You speak to that thing. I'm telling you, you've got God lives in you. Let, let him out through your mouth. Let God out through your mouth. And it will drive back the power of the devil, the forces of darkness every time. Not sometimes. Not one time when I was back 20 years ago. No, every time you stand, you possess that land, be like Caleb. Let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to take the land that's laid out before us. The only reason that the devil has any victory in our lives is because we're not pressing in. 
We're not moving into it. God lives in you. Change it. You don't like something? Change it. Change it in the spirit. Not in the natural. I'm not talking about, you know, get your flag and get your thing on and go out and change it in, in, the, in the political arena or in the... No, you change it in the spirit. I, I, I hate to be so bold as to say this, but I commission you this day. Change it. Go out and change what needs to be changed. Change it in the spirit. You know, when I was back in Spain a few weeks ago, or a month ago, or whenever, I was praying about this trip, and um, the Lord started to deal with me about saying some things that that I really didn't think I was the guy. You know, I mean, things maybe should be said, but but I don't think I'm the guy to say it. So we had several discussions, the Lord and I, about... Really, I think it would be better if I didn't, you know, but, but, but whatever, you know, in the end he wins, you know what I mean? We got it. We got to do what he says to do and, and listen. Remember that vision. Remember that vision that, 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 that the Lord had of brother Hagen. Was that awesome? Have you ever heard that? Remember the vision that the Lord Jesus had of brother Hagen? No. It's the vision that Brother Hagen had of the Lord Jesus. I'm just seeing if you're awake, all right? I don't think the Lord ever had any visions of Brother Hagen. Remember the vision uh, that Brother Hagen had of the Lord Jesus. And the Lord Jesus had said, you know, if you lay, lay your hands on the demon-possessed and you, and you cast them out in my name, they'll go. Right? And so he laid his hands on someone and, and he said, if... Right now, see if you can, you can bend over. And the guy was not healed. And so he did that three times, and the guy went to the back. And then he turned, and the Lord Jesus was standing, I believe, in the pulpit. And he was down a little bit. And, and Jesus said, I said, I said that if you would cast out the devil in my name, it would go. Well, I know you said that, Lord, but I did, and it didn't. Remember, it didn't work. In other words, it, it, has, it isn't working for me. Jesus said, yeah, but I said that, well, I, I know, I know, I, but I did it and it didn't work. And they kept, they kept going back and forth. And finally, you know, he, he said, uh, he said, but I said it would. And he left and, and, he, and he left and, bro, and Brother Hagen got it. It's, he said, he said, God lives in you. He said, move your mountain with your mouth. He said, well, I know, but, but I have, it's not okay. He said it. He said, well, but Rich, you know, you don't understand. I've been making my confessions. Yeah, well, I, I'm not saying you haven't. But he said it would change it. But he said it would change it. Well, yeah, but I know, but, it's, uh, but, I, but he said it would. But he said, but, but it hasn't, but, but he said it would. But, but it has, now, Rich, you're being a little hard, you know, the missionary's come and being a little hard on me here today, Rich. I mean, why don't we t- go back and talk about how we've been given to you all these months? You know, I'm not, I'm not trying to be hard on you. Like I say, I came to help, I didn't come to hurt. But you know what? There's a, there's a, we, we just, we just have to, maybe, maybe if I say it in a little bit of a different way, maybe if I, you know what I mean? He said it would. 
well, I know, but, it, but he said it would. But he said it would. But he said it would. Say it. Well, but, it, but, but he said it would. There, there's no, it would. It, it will. It will. I, it has to be. It, listen, it's not going to happen another way. The Lord's not going to come in a whirlwind and, and, and sweep it all away. He, you know, it's not, he, he, you know, we're not going to, okay, I don't know why. Forgive me here. We're not going to be able to sit on the couch and watch our favorite show, you know, and rise up in victory, you know, by some sort of great, you know, great mystery. God works in mysterious ways. His wonders to perform. No, he doesn't. <laughs> he, he, he works through his word by the power of the Holy Spirit. And he has commissioned you. He has commissioned you. He has, he has placed his authority squarely in your hands. It's only going to happen when we rise up. When, when we say, I mean, you know, the, the, in my life, sometimes I've just had to get mad at something. I was in college, and, and I, I didn't have any training in the word of faith, and I was constantly sick with, like, an earache and, and just whatever. I don't even know what. And I would go to the doctor. They'd give me a course of antibiotics, and it would get better for a few weeks, and then it'd come back. And, I mean, just cycle after cycle throughout all the winters, you know, I, I, I would, you know. And one day, I just got mad. I thought, I'm, I'm tired. I didn't, know, I, I didn't know about healing. I didn't know healing was the will of God for us, frankly. Uh, but I just got mad at being sick all the time. I just got mad at it. And I thought, I'm just not going to be, I just am mad at being sick. I'm mad at it. I don't want to be sick anymore. And I, I went to the, the common area of the dorm room, and I don't know how, but by the grace of God, I ended up at Psalms 103. And I was reading in the, the NIV, which says, Praise the Lord, O my soul, and all it is in me. Praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, O my soul. And forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your sins and heals almost all of your diseases. Now, there's a few. He said he would. He said he would heal all your diseases. So again, I didn't know anything about anything, but I read that and I, and I was mad. I said, yeah, that's right. It says here, praise the Lord, oh my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who, who, who forgets all my sins. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to praise the Lord. And I went, Poof. and when I did, my, my ears popped and everything drained down, and I was healed. And I said, and then I just said, praise the Lord, hallelujah, oh glory to God. <laughs> Thank God, he, 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 I fell into it. Right? But I mean, let me ask you a question. When you leave here today, you're going to go out to your car. I mean, you're going to follow a series of of steps, right? You're going to walk out to your car. You're going to find your key. You're going to open the door. You're going to put the key in the ignition, or nowadays you don't have to do that, right? Push the start button, and you're going to drive home. Anybody have any doubts about that? Has anybody for like the last several years been doing that and it's not working? 
you know what I mean? You just keep trying it, and you, but the car never starts, and you're just like, I don't know, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, but it's not working. Have you guys had that happening with your car? Like over the course of the past maybe five years, every time you go, well, I know this is what I'm supposed to do, and I don't know, the car just doesn't start, doesn't go anywhere. Anybody been having that problem? <laughs> guys, the spirit world's more real than the natural world. If you can make that work, over and over again, if you can call on the power that's in your car over and over and over again to the point where you're not even thinking about it. You're not, you, just, you just function that way. You go to the car, you, 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 you do the steps, the car brings you where you want to go. If you can... This is just true. If you can be that proficient with your car in the natural realm, you can work these spiritual principles just like that every single time. You can do it. You can do it. The the fact that you're smart enough, I'm not trying to be cruel, Northeastern, forgive me, The fact that you're smart enough to work that car like that is proof that you're smart enough to do it in the Spirit. Every single time. And if the car breaks down, you take it to the mechanic. If it doesn't work in the Spirit, you go to the great mechanic. All right. I don't know how much time we have. I I don't know how much time you wish we had. Maybe maybe like, well, let's go. Anyway, go ahead. Raise your hand if you want me to I'm not, I'm not playing around. We never do that as a minister, right? <laughs> There's a joke. Oh, okay, I won't tell the joke. No time. All right, moving on. Matthew chapter 8. We're going to go two places. We're going to clean up what I started uh, earlier on Matthew chapter 8. God has a purpose for these services. God has a purpose for every service. And you know, um, I have to be very careful because there's a lot of things I'd like to say. But, but what does he want said? What does he want said? We, we don't have that much time uh, together. And we don't have that much time before this is wrapped up. But look at over here in, in, in Matthew chapter, chapter 8, uh, verse Uh, 14, and when Jesus was come into Peter's house, he saw his wife's mother laid and sick of a fever. And he touched her hand, and the fever left her, and she arose and ministered unto them. Okay, forgive me, because I have the wrong wrong, uh, case. Over in Luke, it, it, it adds that he rebuked the fever. And that's what I want to talk about. He rebuked the fever. If you guys want uh, find find that for me, and, and I'll, at least I can give it to you. He rebuked the fever, and 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 what does that look like, right? I mean, have you ever rebuked something? Have you ever rebuked your spouse? I, I know you haven't. You're way too spiritual for that. Luke, Luke four thirty eight. Let me let me let me have your Bible, if, if you would. Thank you. So Luke four thirty eight says. Now he arose from the synagogue and entered Simon's house. 
But Simon's wife's mother was sick with a high fever, and they made request of him concerning And he stood over her and rebuked the fever, and it left her, and immediately she arose and served them. What, is that, what does that look like? Right? Have you ever rebuked your spouse? Have you ever rebuked a dog? Jesus rebuked a fever. Jesus rebuked a fever. What does that look like? Fever comes on me. Are you kidding me? You think that you can just come in here and, and, and start to get... No, no. You, no, get out of here. No, I'm not going to... You've got to be joking. You, I know you've never talked to anyone like this. Don't talk to people this way. I know you never rebuked your spouse. You're way, way too polite for that. But, but you know, are you... Are you kidding me? You're going to wear those muddy shoes in the house? I just cleaned the house. Are you, you've got to be joking. You're going to track mud through this? Get outside and take your shoes off before you walk through the living room. Rebuke the fever. You, are you kidding me? You think you can just come in here and make a mess of this? No. Get out of here. You don't belong here. This is not your house. Get out of my house. You wouldn't put up with somebody walking into your house, some stranger and rummaging through the closet and rummaging through. No. Are are you joking? Get out of here. I'm going to get my gun. I'm going to call the police and run you out. Man, it's the same thing. Sickness. Are you, you think you have a right? To come into this temple? To come into this house of God? No, you pack your bags up and you get on, on down to the next house. No, I, I won't have it. You know, we, 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 have to, we have to use our authority. Now, let me show you something. Let me show you something real quick. We got that cleaned up. Now, go over to Matthew chapter 16. Now, this floors me. And this is proof positive, scriptural proof positive that the example that I gave you about your car is, is true. That if you're, if you're skilled enough, hey, guess what? Two things, two things, real quick. We got, I'm a guest minister. So if this is your first service here and you don't like me, come back next week. I'm leaving. <laughs> there. There's no reason to not come back to this church because of me. I'm leaving. So come back and try out the southern folks. You know, you can't, you can't, you can't really take the northerners serious. You know what I mean? Don't, you just got to go. You just got to go. These guys, don't worry. We're, we're, we're leaving. We're not going to be, we're not coming around here. No, don't worry. We're leaving. So y'all come back. Hey, there a little bit. See, I'm, now I'm speaking. Y'all come back. And, and, and enjoy the real ministers, okay? I'm the other one, that one that they have to let come here every two and a half years. It's just, it's, it's only right. You know, the crazy uncle, Christmas, right? The crazy uncle, nobody wants, I've, nobody wants, nobody wants a $5 gift certificate to J.C. Penney, all right? But that's okay. Uncle Rich will be there every year giving you one. You can't buy anything for $5 at JCPenney. So, so that's it. You got to put up with, bless them. Bless them. Bless their hearts, you know. All right. 
Matthew chapter 16. Are you laughing at me or are you laughing with me? With, okay. Good answer. Yeah. Greg's laughing at me, just to be clear. All right, look at this. Matthew, Matthew 16. The Pharisees also, with the Sadducees, came and tempting, desired him that he would show them a sign from heaven. And he answered and said to them, When it is evening, you say, It will be fair weather, for the sky is red. And in the morning, it will be foul weather today, for the sky is red and lowering. You hypocrites, you can discern the face of the sky, but you cannot discern the sign of the times. Why is Jesus mad at meteorologists? I don't understand. Right? I mean, Jesus is angry at at the meteorologists here, right? No. He's saying, you're so astute at operating in the natural realm. You know so much about this natural, physical realm that you can even look at the sky and know what the weather's going to be like. You know how to get bank loans. You know how to, how to get you know, doctors and operations. Nothing wrong with, with any of those things. But what he's saying, but you don't, you, you can't, you don't even recognize it when the Messiah himself, when, when the whole central issue of all ages is standing before you, you're completely, in fact, not only are you uninterested, you're actually fighting me every step of the way, right? So, so Jesus says, look, if you can do this in the natural, you can do it in the spirit. If you can make this work in the natural, you can make it work in the spirit every time, every time. But, you know, look, I understand I'm, I'm, a, I'm a man like, like you are. I know, but we can diagnose it a little bit. Listen, the reality is our culture, our culture from the day you were born. Remember 1 Thessalonians 5.23? I, 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 you know, pray God your whole spirit, soul, and body would be preserved blameless under the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. So, in other words, we are we are three part being. We are spirit, soul, and body. And our society, from the day we were born, have been developing your mind and your body. University, school, athletic programs. I mean, we're we're that's what we do. But the society does nothing to develop our spirit man. Only the church does that. And the church has become ill-esteemed in our society. And so people are not developing spiritually. That's why they can function so well in the natural. They're so developed in mind and body. But their spirits are underdeveloped. And so they're not they don't even know how to take that step and operate in the spirit. But these are things that Jesus was trying to, to do from, throughout his ministry, trying to get us to reorient. We're not teaching a new, uh, a new doctrine, but, but we're, we're trying to get people to take the leap into the things of the spirit, to begin to operate these things that we know and understand in the spirit. 
And, and, and we'll talk, probably uh, talk more about this tonight. We're coming to a close here, but we'll just unhook. But let me give you the example of swimming. Who here's a swimmer? Anyone swim here? Who here doesn't swim? I'm doing the, okay, so almost all of you don't raise your hand. That's fine. <laughs> I, still, I still love you. I can understand why. You think I'm going to call you forward or something? No. If you wanted to learn how to swim, what would you do? Think about it. I know, I know you guys. You guys are sharp. You guys, you guys know. I know what you'd do. You'd go down to the local public library. You'd check all the books out that they have on swimming. And you would pour over those books. You would spend hours, days, even weeks reading and studying all the fine details of the, the different strokes in history and all the different, right? And then when you were all done, after maybe a month of that, you'd come to me and you'd say, Rich. And I would say to you, do you know how to swim? Do you? Well, in some ways you do. Some, in some ways you know more about swimming than I do. But you know, swimming is never going to be what it's supposed to be until you add water. Swimming is never going to be what it's supposed to be until you add water. And you know, the truth is this, as much as we honor it and love it and believe it and respect it, it's never going to be what it's supposed to be until you add the Spirit. Until you, you, you learn how to... This was not meant to be operated just in the flesh, nor in... Now, we can start out in the flesh. We can, there's, there's application there. We're not contradicting any of these things we understand. But, but when it's really going to pop, when it's really going to explode, is when, is when we step out on this into the Spirit and operate these principles in the Spirit. Look at Jesus' ministry. He was on this the whole time. John chapter 3. Well, you know, if you want to see the kingdom of God, I wish we had time to really go into this. We could, we could spend hours and hours. You have to be born again. Well, well, what do you mean? Do I have to enter my mother again? and be Right, so Jesus is talking about the spirit and Nicodemus is, is on the natural. And Jesus goes so far as to say, I mean, I know this is getting a little bit, but he says to him, if I can't talk to you about earthly things, how can I talk to you about heavenly things? But wait a minute. He's talking to him about spiritual things, but he calls them earthly, right? Because he's trying to talk to him about spiritual things. But he, but, but, but he said he calls them earthly. What he's saying is, I can't talk to you about the spiritual things that happen on earth. How am I ever going to be able to talk to you about the spiritual things that happen in heaven? Whoa. Right? All the way through his ministry. The next chapter, the woman at the well, give me a glass of water. Well, I could give you a glass of spiritual water. Well, the well is deep. How will you give me spiritual water? No, the well comes from, with, again, I'm trying to get you to see Nicodemus. I'm trying to get you to see these things in the spiritual realm of things. And you're so focused on, well, uh, and, then, and then I love this, right? Then we have a gift of the Spirit, word of knowledge. Uh, yes, you're right. You're not married, you know, you, you know, and the man you're now with, you've had five husbands, and now the man you're with is not your husband. And so what does she do? This is awesome. 
Well, I perceive you're a prophet. Should we have church in Jerusalem or here on the mountain? Okay, she's still focused on the natural. How are we going to get this to work in the natural? And Jesus has said, no, no, I'm sorry. The time is coming and now is when true worshipers must worship in Miami, I'm sorry, must worship in spirit. In spirit. I've got to get you guys to step. Now, this is what I love. His disciples all through the whole thing, right? They're so focused on the natural. Those guys think they're mad. he's mad at him because they didn't bring bread. And he's trying to teach him something in the spirit. And then he tells them point blank, the son of man is going to die. He, said, he says, son of man's going to die. He's going to rise again. He's going to be turning into the hand of silver. He's going to die. Gonna and they did, they're completely. I am going to be turned over. I will die. I will rise again. They didn't get it. Then, I love this, Acts chapter 1, we're all done. Jesus done did redeem. He done did train these guys. And they go, so like, um, when is Trump going to be reelected, right? This is about Trump getting reelected, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, right? They, they, right? In Acts chapter 1, they don't go, well, you know, when's the Holy Spirit? No, they, they literally say, when is the government going to change in Israel? <laughs> Not Okay. <laughs> This is not okay. If the disciples were here, I'd treat them worse than you. <laughs> Guys, you know, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to unhook here, and we'll, and we'll talk about this more tonight. If you're going to come back, I mean, maybe I'll be alone praying, praying here tonight on my own. Look, we love you. Uh, I, again, uh, you can maybe see why uh, I, I wanted to shrink back from talking about some of these things. But, but understand... The point of the message is this. This is the sum, as it says in Hebrews. God lives in you. You're not weak, overcome, wondering why this or that. No. All you've got to do is step up into these things. And I mean, you can just blow the devil out of your life in every area. And ultimately, out of your state and out of, out, of, out of your country. You are the church of the living God. You are the pillar and the foundation of truth. You're not huddled in the corner. You're not weak. You're not wondering. But the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 2.14, now thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph. Always. This is your time. This, you're, you're victorious. You're the church of the living God. And we'll finish up tonight. Bless you. At Impact Family Church, it is our desire to see you blessed through the power of the Word of God. We have been helping people to change their world for over 25 years through our dynamic ministries and teaching. If you are going to be in the North Central Florida area and are interested in attending our services or just want more information about us, you can visit us online at www.impactfamilychurch.com.